He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. Joe, I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. It's Thursday, December 1st. Damn glad to be with you. That was Joey Boy leaving the podium and taking the mic with him. You know why? Because no one left a note telling him to put down the microphone. He didn't look at the, the note card in his jacket pocket. There was no prompts there. And he just walked down without it. There, there's people in the background like, I, we need to... Okay, whatever. Love the dancing Santa and that chick, by the way. She seems like she's having fun. She just seems like a happy camper. Real in the spirit. Gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. Can get yourself a present next summer. Uh, okay, we got lots to get into today, folks. Final show of the week. Not the final show of the season. I'll tell you about that in a second here. Final show of the week, though, we're going to get into Justin Trudeau, who's just doing Justin Trudeau kind of things. He just is. Corinne Jean-Pierre, KJP, doing very KJP kind of things. They can't help it. We're going to talk Elon on a number of fronts, the whole Elon Apple saga, Neuralink, who wants a chip in their brain? I don't. I don't. But we'll talk about it. We've got that. We've got meme-tastic to wrap the week. And then over on Booze and Banter, good friend uh, Ray Dietrich, also my co-host on Foreign and Domestic, the uh, founder of Red Voice Media, he's going to be joining us for Booze and Banter, as will Tom, as will Disco. It's just going to be a fun old little party over there to finish off the week. So the link is in the chat. We'll post it again multiple times. But come join us. Bring yourself a drink. Bring some questions. Let's wrap this week up the way that we know how to do it over here. Question of the day. <clears throat> We are in that Christmas season. Hopefully you're starting to get in the Christmas spirit. It's a little bit more difficult these days with the world on fire. But it is this. What is the best Christmas comedy movie? I'm not talking Christmas movie altogether. It might be the same. It might, your, your favorite Christmas movie of all time might also be a comedy. But it needs to be what is the favorite comedy. We got other Chris, Christmas questions we're going to get into next week so send in your answers as you do today's episode is brought to you by my good friends and sponsor field of greens full disclosure here guys i don't get as i tell you every day now i don't get the doctor recommended six cups of vegetables and fruits every day i know you're surprised maybe disappointed i look i'm disappointed in myself on a lot of fronts i don't need any more disappointment but i'm not as disappointed now because i've got field of greens I've been taking it this from Brickhouse Nutrition. It's amazing. It's packed with a full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and prebiotics. This is what you need to stay healthy. It works fast. You're going to have more energy. You're going to look and feel healthier. It can help you lose weight. Oh, this is a tough time of year. I'm going to be honest with Christmas cookies and stuff like that. But it can help you lose weight. There's no reason not to take it. And the good news is you can take it too. You can save 
And to help you get started, I've got a discount for you, 15% off your first order and another 10% when you subscribe for recurring orders. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com, use promo code DREW, D-R-E-W. Again, that's fieldofgreens.com, promo code DREW. Okay, I want to get your answers here real quick. As you're sending in your favorite Christmas comedy movie, again, very specific Christmas comedy movie, Reminder, today is the last episode of this week. We will be back next week for live shows Monday through Thursday. And then you will start getting the following week, the 12 interviews of Christmas distributed. So you'll see those. They'll still air the same time at 2 p.m. Eastern. There just won't be booze and banter afterwards. And we won't necessarily be in the chat every day. We might be in the chat some days having some fun. But just so you know, that's, that's how that's going to work. You'll have 12 interviews with 12 amazing guests. Looking forward to sharing those with you. So we'll be with you most of the season. There'll be some announcements in those interviews about the day that the show comes back in early. And we start recording January. them today. We start recording them today. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is a, I'm telling you folks, I, I don't want praise for us or the staff or anything like that. But starting today, between now and about a week and a half from now, the production schedule and days are absolutely insane. They really are. So Everyone on the team is going to definitely earn their Christmas vacation uh, these next next little period. Which mine okay. got canceled, so. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's get, into, let's get into the answers. Favorite Christmas comedy movie is the question. Hello to all of you guys coming in. Lots of people saying hello. Scott Thomason going classic with Christmas Vacation. Shirley says anything with Chevy Chase. Shelby going Die Hard for comedy? I, I mean, look, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's a movie. tragic comedy. That will be a, 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 uh, <laughs> a question. It'll be, it'll be involved multiple times in the 12 interviews of Christmas. It'll be involved in some questions of the day next week, no my, doubt. Um, my favorite uh, question that we asked when we were at Blaze was we got the call from one of the producers, and they're like, so um, we're doing this video. We don't know how you feel about it, but uh, – um, the question, you know, and I'm like, can you just get to it? And the question is, is Die Hard a, uh, a Christmas movie on it? And like yeah. hung up the phone. And then she called back. I was like, yeah, I got hung up too soon. What's up? You know, <laughs> she's like, can you just record? Uh, like you guys talk about how I was like, gotcha. Don't worry. We got it. And then we like, we went all out on it. Like we did. <laughs> it was like, I literally no had questions. a gun taped to my back like John McClane. <laughs> um, that was fun. That was a, that was a fun, that was a fun holiday season. We had. That was the year, too, that I think – was it that year or was it the next year that I did the, the, the Christmas story, my version of the Christmas story? Um, uh, might have been the same year. Might have been the same year. That, that, was, was, that was a fun one. Oh, we got to find that one. That's a fun one. Do. That was good. Maybe we'll try and find it and share it. Uh, okay, getting back to the responses. Uh, gotta be Home Alone, says June. Carolyn agrees, Home Alone. My fave is Christmas story. I want to buy that house. Is that a comedy, though? Like, uh, all right. We'll go with it. Steve Anthony, Home Alone, question mark. Got a Ron Burgundy question mark at the end there. Elf, syrup on everything. You're an angry elf. Um, that's a great one. That's a great one. CM, what's Neuralink? I'll tell you about it in C-Block coming up in the show here. It's, it's interesting. I'll leave it there. I'll, I'll just say it's interesting. Um, Christmas vacation, another Christmas vacation, another Christmas vacation, another elf, another Christmas vacation. Lots of kind of what you'd expect right disco what's your favorite christmas comedy movie mm. comedy you know a, 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 
like I'm not a fan of the movie Four Christmases because you know it's all about like the you know the separated family and all that stuff. But there's some great, some <laughs> like great. swaddle that baby, you know, like great, <laughs> great moments yes. in that movie. But I would have to say it's Elf because it literally, ooh, Francisco, that's fun to say. Like I just I quote Francisco. that. I don't even quote. I quote that when it's not Christmas. Right. I quote it all the time. No, it's you a know, good. So one. I would have to say Elf. You know, like it was last week at church we were going to going through the like announcements and like oh yeah you know santa might make it appear it's in the middle of the congregation i just yell santa and everyone's you know, that's awesome <laughs> i know him <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's great i love it no elf is a good one elf is is uh we got cm's coming in with elf that you know lots of i those are i i knew that those would be you know elf christmas vacation Home Alone is in there because it is. I mean, it's a it's a belly laugher, especially Joe for the kids. Pesci makes it. He totally um, makes no, it. it's it's he great. Um, I love all of those. I think those are all amazing. Those are kind of your traditional ones you have to watch every year. Christmas Vacation is probably you know the longest standing tradition in a lot of our households. Certainly, it is in mine. But Elf is a great newcomer. Home Alone's you know amazing as well. I'm going to, and I think Four Christmases has some great moments, but it's also dark at points too. It's like, man, am I yeah, yeah. crying or laughing? I don't know what to do with <laughs> oh, no, this movie. I've, I've, like, we've literally, I've cried through it, and my wife's literally like, I'm just, I'm just a moment. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go different though. And this is new from, I don't know, it was back about the time when we were at Blaze. Um, the Tim Allen movies are, are 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 fun too, Shirley. You're right. All the Santa Claus ones. But I would put them more in like cute than comedy. There's some funny moments in it. I don't know if they're straight comedy. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you, you will chuckle. But I think one that is just freaking hilarious. I probably did this question last year and I probably said the same answer, but it doesn't get enough credit is Office Christmas Party. The movie is absolutely hysterical. It is coarse. It crosses lots of lines. Um, it's not traditional Christmas by any stretch of the imagination, but there is some hilarious stuff in there. Jason Bateman, um, Olivia Munn, the other guy, I can't think of his name. It's, it's hilarious. It is freaking hilarious. Again, don't watch it with your kids. Uh, this is Drew Berkowitz does not endorse watching off his Christmas party <laughs> with children. Um, <clears throat> So, so don't do that. But I think it's hilarious. Again, does it beat the traditional ones that we just have been talking about? I don't think it does. But I, I I'm a firm believer in giving credit where credits due, and it it deserves some credit because it's freaking hilarious. Um, so so watch it. If you're easily offended, don't watch it. Um, that's 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 where I'm, that's where I'm going with it. Okay, let's get into the stories for today so we've got did we get that trudeau clip pulled in yeah well yep give me a second okay um because you had castro's bastard child up north who was in the news again yesterday and this time you know we've had so much of justin trudeau here recently but this time trudeau was talking about rights basic rights for chinese protesters take a listen 
Canadians uh, are watching very closely. Uh, obviously, everyone in China uh, should be allowed to express themselves, uh, should be allowed to uh, you know, share their, um, their perspectives uh, and, uh, indeed, protest. We're going to continue uh, to ensure uh, that China knows we'll stand up for human rights, we'll stand uh, with people who are expressing themselves. Uh, we also need to make sure that China and places around the world are respecting journalists and their ability to do their job. Uh, we'll continue to make that very clear. Okay. I love it. Um, real quick huh. side point, because <laughs> there's some obvious things that we need to break down with that. But just going back to the last conversation real fast, you know, I said, you know, if you're easily offended, don't watch it. And Shelby Kelly over on Facebook said, ha ha, we're listening to you. We can't be easily offended. And that's a great, fair point. I love it. I love it. Um, and it's, it's just very true. But getting to what Trudy said here in regards to COVID lockdown protesters in China, obviously, craziness abounds in China right now. It's just insane what's happening. You've got Xi saying it's gonna, he's going to back off of it a little bit. I'll believe it when I see it. But he said, as you just heard, I'm going to say a couple parts here. He said, obviously, everyone in China should be allowed to express themselves, should be allowed to share their perspectives, and indeed protest. Really? Really? That's what you're going with, Trudy? That's what you're going to say here? Aren't you the same guy? That had the Royal Canadian Mounties on horseback trample truckers with said horses. That was you, right? Disco, can we confirm that was him? Yeah, it, it def yes, it was him. And if I was the truckers, I'd be like, load them up. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> Let's go, bitches. <laughs> it's time to protest again. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I did, this is such a... New world liberal BS kind of statement that's being made. We totally support it. Like, the receipts are there, bro. The receipts are there. There's video footage of all of the stuff that happened in Canada. You can just go back and watch old episodes of This Is My Show if you want and do that. And we'd be so appreciative of it. But, like, it's all there. But he continued on. He made some more hypocritical statements, such as, we're going to continue to ensure that China knows Canada will stand up for human rights. Canada will stand up with people who are expressing themselves. We also need to make sure that China and places around the world are respectful of journalists and their ability to do their job. And we will continue to make that very clear. So, yes, Disco. Disco's got his hand up. Yes. I have a question. Um, wasn't he just in China, like, shaking hands with Xi Jinping, right? Wasn't he there? I, that sounds right. Sounds like he was just there. Yeah, like with Biden. Well, yeah, I think he was he was he wonder, was um it was at the summit. He was Yeah, that's right. So the, what I wonder what Xi Jinping would have to feel about his comments right now. And yeah. would he be would he be invited back? Right. I well, I'm sure he will because uh, he's yeah, he's probably yeah. owned by them to some extent. But it's I mean the whole thing we all remember what a what the the little tyrant was like during COVID, during the, the truckers, you know, the whole honk revolution. I mean, he had journalists from Rebel News during the COVID lockdowns arrested and detained. Trudeau did. Anytime truckers staged a new protest, he was there with troops beating the protester, in some cases to bloody pulps. And I'm not exaggerating. Again, the footage is out there. You can look it up on YouTube, Twitter, any of the, any of the platforms. They've, I'm sure, censored some of it. But it's... It's out there. But him talking about, it's just so rich. They, we respect their right. Canada stands with the, the Chinese and their right to protest. 
him talking about human rights and the rights of protesters is like Democrats supporting free and fair elections or saying they do. Neither of them mean what they say at all. They want to, in the case of elections, they want to rig every election so Republicans never win again. And it's kind of looking like that's how it's going to go. And Justin Trudeau, as he has proven with his actions and his policies, wants to shut down any kind of dissent in his country, which is in stark contrast to what he just said there. So they want to shut down any form of dissent. Democrats want to rig elections. It's almost like the two countries are on the same page when it comes to seizing authoritarian control over their citizens. But talking about that, repeating what the World Economic Forum and their masters are saying out loud on microphones, on television, that's all just conspiracy. Couldn't possibly be true. Again, the receipts are there, people. The footage is there of the stuff Trudeau did to his people. I mean, here's, here's some receipts right here. Look at... Look at uh, this is the Canadian protest, the Canadian trucker protest, and the law enforcement response at the, at the command of Justin Trudeau. Oh! Stay calm, keep it understanding. By the way, it sounds like with the intense music there, I feel like you need to have like a trailer voice, like in a world, like. But we didn't have that over that. Um, Truckers decide to stand up for for their (laughs) their rights, freedoms, and the government pissed down their leg. But that's just a little snippet, right, of the terror that Trudeau unleashed on his own people who were protesting COVID policies, which of course had wide-reaching effects. It just the ripple effect was was insane, and. It's just like what's happening in China right now in terms of the response. And similar to what's happening in China, Trudeau had police beat the ever-living shit out of protesters with fists, clubs, horses at one point. He gassed protesters, arrested hundreds. He seized bank accounts. And as you saw, I think it was towards the end of that clip, rolled in an armored you know, assault vehicle to just intimidate people. It's crazy. That he's then coming out and saying, we respect their ability to do that. But you know, you know who he is. You know what he wants now because we've seen it with his policies. We've seen it with all the COVID lockdowns. We've seen it with their new firearms laws that are absolutely draconian and ridiculous. And Canadians, do not give up your firearms for the love of God. Don't give up firearms. Don't give up hockey. I know they're not going to give up hockey. Probably not going to happen. But he's acting like this, this tyrant. And he's, you know, he's also, he talked about in his, his clip that we played there earlier, 
journalists should be allowed to do their job. Well, here's how his, his people treat journalists during protests. Take a look at this clip. So we can pull out of that. It's, it's hard to watch, right? It's hard to watch. It's hard to listen to. And most conservatives, myself included, are pro-law enforcement, and you should be. But to see police officers bash a female reporter with their batons, who's just there covering their protest, by the way, a little bit over the line. Once again, the hypocrisy of the left's on full display. Trudeau is the poster boy for leftist hypocrisy. Out of one side of his mouth, he said that Canada stands with the protesters in China. Just like he stood with protesters in Canada, right? Having every right to protest. But, but, if you protest, I'm going to command our law enforcement community to come and smash you to pieces because you're making me and our administration look foolish. It's, it's ridiculous. He is an awful person. The fact that he can get away with saying this stuff, and he's not because some of us are... are, are saying, uh-uh, here are the receipts. Here's what you did to your own people when they protested. And they did. They were, they, they were not violent. The truckers were not violent. But they have the gall to just be like, we stand, we, we think that everyone should be able to protest. As long as you don't do it here, in which case we'll kick the living shit out of you. That's, that's what we're dealing with. Okay, we got a bunch more to get to, guys. Everyone smash that like button, whichever platform you're on. It's the plus sign on Rumble, the boxing glove if you're on the Rumble app. If you're on Facebook, you know how to do it. Please do it. Please continue to share, 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 engage in the various chat rooms. Remember, you can only chat with the platform that you're on. So if you're on Facebook, you can only chat with Facebook folks. And, and the same goes for Rumble and, and Twitter and all the different platforms that this is on. But please do share it. We appreciate you guys being here. We'll be right back. We're going to get into uh, some Elon stuff. We're going to get into some KJP. All of that's coming up on the other side. Stick around. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. It's that time again, time to shop for Christmas. But where can you find the perfect gift? Shop Mammoth Nation. We have hundreds of retailers offering thousands of products. You can shop everything from home goods to sporting goods, travel to apparel. The best part, you get great discounts from retailers that love freedom and love this country. Shop to the right, give to the right. Join Mammoth Nation and use this promo code to get 30% off. May God bless you and your family throughout this holiday season. The Christmas season brings about great joy for some. Eggnog, gifts, well, at least back before Joe Biden took office. Christmas carols and the occasional holiday romp. 
Let's be honest. We all know someone who took the smoochy smooch under the mistletoe thing a step too far and got themselves a present the next summer. Ho, ho, ho! But it's not a warm night by the fire, accompanied by Christmas songs you've heard a thousand times as you sip on hot chocolate kind of season now, is it? No, no. In fact, it can bring about great angst for some. Take, for example, here in digital media. You know the biz. We face our own problems. How do we give hosts and staff time with their families while still providing engaging content for the audience who deserves a special Christmas season? Damn good question. And we're not sure we know the answer, but we gave it our best shot. And we're excited to share with you the This Is My Show 12 Interviews of Christmas. 12 outstanding guests on 12 separate days to help you get into the spirit even after the show has gone on break. Conversations on the news in the current state of America. Uplifting stories, heartbreaking stories, and, you know, the potential for World War III. So, put on your ugliest Christmas sweater, subscribe to this channel, pour yourself some eggnog, and get ready for the 12 interviews of Christmas. We'll see you there. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. John just told you there in the commercial. We got those 12 in. I told you earlier, too. We got 12 interviews of Christmas coming up. They're going to come at you in about a week, uh, just over a week. You'll start getting them released, and, and we're excited to share those with you. It'll be fun. Hopefully you enjoy them. Great guests coming on. Excited about all of that. Uh, but let's get into some more news here because you had at the White House press briefing yesterday, Peter Ducey, who's, who's always on his game there, asking the dim-witted binder reader, a.k.a. KJP, a question about Biden going down to the border with Kevin McCarthy. Here was her response. Take a listen. Thank you, Corrine. Uh, Kevin McCarthy says that he invited President Biden down to the border. How does the president RSVP? <laughs> well, we, know, we know the president's never been down to the border. The possible next speaker says that he wants him to go with him. So is he going to? So look, uh, He's been there. He's been to the border. Uh, and since he took office... When, when did he go to the border? Since he took office, the President Biden has been uh, taking action to fix our immigration system and secure our border. And that's why on day one he put forward an immigration uh, immigration reform, a piece of legislation, uh, to deal with uh, what is currently happening at the border. Uh, but, you know, that we're not seeing that from Republicans. We're not seeing a willingness to work with us on, on um, you know, fixing a situation that's been around uh, for a decade. <laughs> so uh, a lot to unpack there. Obviously a lie. Lots of other gobbledygook. I guarantee you, too, by the way, that, well, I don't guarantee you, but I presume, I presume that KJP has no clue what RSVP stands for. And she should, because it's French phrase, and she supposedly speaks French. Disco, you know how you know what it means. RSVP. Yeah. I mean, I know what you do when you RSVP, but I don't know what the actual, like, 
what it you're means. not a, a French speaker on the side. No, I'm, no, I, I I'm sorry. I, I thought know. that was one no. of the requirements for the technical. <clears throat> it was not on my resume. It was it was not on my resume. So you just... no, I, I'm teasing. It's but it stands for <laughs> repondence s'il vous plaît. Like, and the oh, translation okay, gotcha. is respond if you please. Respond, please, please. Um, yeah, gotcha. But but the the binder reader of course laughed off his question, kind of kind of cackled almost Kamala cackled a little bit there, which is her way of kind of like putting him down right, pretending she doesn't take him seriously. But but then she goes on and just literally lies about it, saying he's been there, which he hasn't. I mean, again, it's it's the way the willingness of these people to just outright lie to your face when it makes zero sense because it's, it's clear as day just shows who they are. He's not been to the border. The last time he was near the border was 2008. We talked about this today on foreign and domestic, which will air this weekend too. Um, you should go check that out, but it was 2008 and he didn't even go to the border. He landed in El Paso, Texas, and then drove with a detail to Las Cruces and didn't even stop by. He just was in the vicinity of the border. He, he's, he's not been to the border, folks. And notice how not only does she lie about that, but then she immediately pivots and starts blaming who? Yes, you guessed it, Republicans, for not coming up with a solution. Said there's a problem of immigration that's been going on for years. Yes, illegal immigration has been a problem for years, and it probably always will be. But during the last administration, like Trump or not, he shut down the border. To the greatest extent we've seen in a long time, if, if ever. But Joe, keeping to his promises, opened the thing wide open as soon as he came into office. Because Democrats are all for open borders. They say it all the time. They want a world that doesn't have borders. And of course, as soon as those types of statements come out, the media dutifully steps in and says, that's not true. Democrats are the party of law and order. Where? Since when? I'd love, I'd love to see an example. We won't because they're not. They're not the party of law and order. They're the party of mayhem and chaos. The party of division. They want us to slug it out. Want us to slug it out while they sit behind walls on their compounds, counting money, drinking champagne, the case of Nancy Pelosi, eating her fancy ice cream. All the while, they're laughing at us in our misery. You know, because they hate the middle class. They hate this country. They hate you. She then went on to read another um, statement from her giant binder of pre-approved talking points that, of course, somebody else wrote for her because she's incapable of answering any of this stuff on her own, as we've seen. And this time it's about the economy. <laughs> and it's really, it, this is kind of like, it's bad that someone has to write her answers, but it's, it's even like the fact that this is what she said, this is what she read from her binder when talking about the economy. Listen to this and see if you can make, make out what she says. Our economic team continues to believe that thanks to uh, the president's economic team uh, and his economic plan, we can bring inflation down without giving up the historic gains. Guys, that's what you get. That's what we get when the White House hires people based on sexual orientation, race and gender, not merit. You get people who write BS like that. You get people who read BS like that. 
I mean, she said, our economic team continues to believe that thanks to the president's economic team and his economic plan, we can bring inflation down without giving up historic gains. Literally, that sentence means nothing. It's just, it's just gibberish. I'd love to know, by the way, who's on the Vegetable and Chief's economic team. I'd love to, to see a detailed economic plan from them. Probably someone who doesn't identify using cash. I mean, yeah. I don't right. use I don't use American currency. Yeah, I'm big into the Iraqi dinar, and at some point, <laughs> it's gonna blow up. Can anyone break? <laughs> can anyone break a loony or a toonie? <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, she said, "Bring inflation on? down while while without giving up historic gains." Like what? What are those? I mean, again, nothing. The whole sentence didn't make sense. Like it, it, it. She stepped over herself. It didn't make any sense at all. But what are those gains? Because there aren't any. There aren't any gains at all. We talk about it every day. You're just reading a pre, you know, pre-prepared, typed-out response that's acceptable for any question dealing with the economy. That means absolutely nothing when you break it down. Word by word, part of sentence by part of sentence, whatever you want to say. And what's remarkable about this is you get answers like that. And, and Ducey, a couple others maybe, but typically Ducey's the only one who asks difficult questions. And you never, she never gets challenged. When's the last time you saw like, oh, but hold on, we're not letting you off the hook for this. She gives a non-answer and then doesn't get challenged. The the White House press corps sits there and listens to her verbal diarrhea. Well, I mean, if you listen in the, the border one, he tries to go, when did he go? But she just acts like she didn't hear him. Right. And continues talking on. Like, I, I would love it if it was like, uh, you know, he, he just would be like, ah, every time she would start giving it enough, ah, like, <laughs> annoyingly, ah, you know, but it, it, they're not going to do it because he could get kicked out because that's the power that they're going to wield with that right and it's just you're just like you know just give me one straight answer and hey you know what good for her right because when this is when she's all done and she's out and people will be like well you said this she'd be like well, actually i really didn't say anything at all like i just said a bunch of stuff that made it sound like i knew what i was talking about but i really didn't say anything you know yeah so like she's what? got you know she's got that behind her so you know that's good i mean think about it. it's a great <laughs> job to have you know, you, you get to be on TV every day. You get to say stuff. You never have to actually provide any true answers, any substantive answers. And no one challenges you whatsoever. And if, if you are challenged, you skip past it. If they keep challenging, you call them a homophobe or, or, or a racist or a bigot or something like that and move on. And, and that's, that's, that's just how it works. That's not how it should work, but that's how it works. But she wasn't done. She got one other question from Peter Ducey. And, and thank, again, thank God for Peter Ducey because he makes these things so much more entertaining because he actually does his homework and is willing to ask tough questions, real questions of which, you know, on topics that are affecting everyday Americans all over the country. But here's this, here's this other one. On another subject, when are you guys going to delete the White House Twitter account? Why would we do that? Well, you're saying that you're keeping an eye on Twitter because it might not be a suitable platform, so why use it? Look, 
I want to be very clear here. The president has always said, and he has been very, very uh, clear in his belief that it is important of social media platforms to continue to take steps to reduce hate speech and misinformation. And he will continue to say that. Uh, but media platforms make independent choices about their information uh, that they present. And so, uh, look, I, I don't have anything to share on any policy or any changes that we will be making. Uh, we have multiple platforms, as you know. Uh, that we utilize uh, to communicate with the American people. So all of your people, I mean, the question makes sense, right? All of your people 100%. are saying we're, we're leaving Twitter because he bought this. It's, it's the, the equivalent of I'm moving to Canada if Trump wins. The, you know, that's what we keep comparing it to. And I think it's, it's the perfect comparison. These guys are such whiners and crybabies when they don't get their way. They're super dramatic, super emotional. And then, and then they don't actually do anything about it. Like, whatever they say. And she says the president's been very clear. Anytime a Democrat says, let's be clear, like Obama always, let's, let's, let's be clear. Or, or they say, let's be clear, or I want to be very clear. It's, they're just stalling to try and come up with some sort of lie, which is what always comes out of their mouth afterwards. But she says that he's been clear that social media platforms need to continue to take steps to reduce hate speech, which all that means again, is that social media uh, platforms such as Twitter need to continue censoring speech that they, the Democrats don't like. They use these, these words, these phrases, these narratives. We talk about it all the time. They, hate speech is one of their favorite ones. It's an all encompassing term that they use and spread around. And all it means is, is anything that they dis disagree with, anything that goes against the regime's narrative falls in that big hate speech bin. That It just goes there. It has nothing to do with actual hate speech, which, of course, most people are against. But it, and if it did, right, you'd know. The, the Iranians wouldn't have a Twitter account. Louis Farrakhan wouldn't have a Twitter account. Ilhan Omar wouldn't have a Twitter account. We got a great meme. <laughs> that someone did for Ilhan Omar today. We'll share it a little bit on Memetastic. But everything they say, especially after let's be clear, like, or I want to be clear, whatever, is just lies. And the last part of her statement is total gobbledygook. She, she talks about how we've got multiple platforms that we communicate to the American people on. She, she, the, the chick is just not smart. She's not equipped to do this job. They know that. They don't care because they don't care about you. And it's always entertaining seeing the two, because again, Ducey is prepared. Do I love everything about Ducey? No, I'm not an app. I, I just, I don't love everything about anyone. But it's such a stark contrast between him, how he prepares, how he delivers the questions, always in a professional manner, and then just the absolute nonsense that she returns back. Um, and, and again, we say it all the time. I am grateful for her, because... She's such a hot mess that she provides so much gold, so many amazing sound bites. So this Christmas season, I, I'm grateful for you, KJP. I'm grateful for you. I don't want you to have a great Christmas, but I also don't want you to leave your job. Um, so that's that. Okay, quick break. Quick break. We're going to come back, talk Elon, who admitted what we all knew, that Twitter interfered with elections. Talk about Apple. Talk about this Neuralink stuff. That's all coming up. We got Memetastic too. Stick around.
I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my original My Slippers are back in stock. You've made them a huge success, and now I've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. And with your promo code, you still save $90 a pair. Not only that, I'm having the biggest closeout sale ever on our sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90 on my original My Slippers, or for as low as $19.98, you can get our sandals or slides. Quantities won't last long, and with my 60-day money-back guarantee, you can rest assured they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. C-Block, let's knock out this last one. Got some Elon stuff. A few memes. Hey, real quick. Through. Yeah. Real quick. We've been seeing that weird, ominous, yeah. dreamy commercial. Dream. Can we go into that? or What did you say? Can we talk about that? Like, what is it? What's going on? You're the I one who made that. I didn't make that. Um... Yeah, we can talk about it. So we're going to, uh, you know, what's interesting about it is there's not really been any questions about it. It plays no one's questioned it at all. <laughs> People are just like they're weird, um, and we are. <laughs> that's true. That's a that's a true thing. Uh, but we're going to have uh, live call in function in 2023. Maybe not every day to start, but certainly at least once a week where you guys can call in. We'll take callers. You can share your thoughts. You can share some questions. If you're rude, we'll boot you off, of course. But it's going to be a fun new feature. We got, a, we got the 1-800 number all set up, ready to go, so you guys can engage. We can engage back with you at that next level. So ex excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be really fun. So we're looking forward to bringing that to you. There will be lots more information on it. We'll have lower thirds with the number and, and information. So you always know how to do it. Uh, I'm going to spam call you, says Jill. Fair enough. That's fine. We're, you know we're going to get lots of it. Um, with, <laughs> with call-ins comes even more haters. I would like to talk to you about your extended warranty on your vehicle. Is yes. this a good time? Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you <laughs> called about that. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, yeah, that's, that's what that's been about. That's going to be coming in 2023, which is it's crazy, man. It's right around the corner. I mean, we How got we one more December? full week of production and then the 12 interviews of Christmas that we'll be releasing and then we'll all be celebrating Christmas. We invited Fauci to our Christmas this year. I don't think he's coming. Um, you, should but have, you should have enticed him with like a painting of himself. That's what, mm. I, that's what you need to do. Yep. We have, a, we have a, a, a painting of you standing next to a steed. Yeah. <laughs> um, would love for you to come pick it up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Barb rocks. Jay will love it. Exactly. 
Jay doesn't listen to the show. Jay comments on the show four hours before the show actually starts, uh, like <laughs> like other ridiculous live idiots. Um, okay, so let's get on to Elon here. Not sexually. I'm not. We're not getting on to him that way. Let's just get on to the topics of it, because he came out and and basically the worst kept secret in the world that Twitter interfered in the 2020 presidential election has now been confirmed. Musk tweeted out the following. I'll just read it here. The obvious reality, as longtime users know, is that Twitter has failed and trust and safety at trust and safety for a very long time and has interfered in elections. Twitter 2.0, meaning his Twitter, will be far more effective, transparent, and even-handed. I like that word, even-handed, which is exactly what we need. Even-handed. A couple days prior to that tweet, Elon said this on his platform: the Twitter files on free speech suppression. Soon to be published on Twitter itself. The public deserves to know what really happened. Amen. And thank you, brother. Again, there's people who love Elon, people who don't, like so many other people. I, guys, I don't care. I don't care if you like him, don't like him. There's good things he's doing. Is he going to do everything perfect? No. In fact, we're going to talk about a story in just a couple minutes here that I'm not for at all. But we got we to gotta give props where props are due, and he's doing some great things. And you can tell. There's been a lot of people angry that he bought Twitter and that they're giving, again, that they're giving conservatives a voice. That's what they're mad about. But you can also tell right now the Democrats are crapping their pants about this, this revelation, this news. And they're trying to figure out a way to buy off Elon Musk. If they can't, maybe they call Hillary and he just disappears. I don't know. But you can see it, right? You can see That's why you see people like Elizabeth 164th Cherokee is it Cherokee is she Cherokee uh and other communist hacks (laughs) trying to figure I mean she's not really any of it but trying to figure out ways to launch investigations into Elon and his acquisition of of Twitter and what's sad about this is is it's it's great it's good news that there's people stepping forward and saying we're going to make this fair we're going to make this fair and do it the way that it was supposed to be done from the get-go but what's sad about it is that I think, and I, I don't really even, I don't think it's a think. I know for most casual observers, for most of the everyday Americans out there, they're not going to care that Twitter interfered in the 2020 election. They absolutely should, but they're not going to. And even some of the people who pay more attention to the news are a little bit more engaged with what's going on. I don't think they're going to care either. You know why? Because their hatred for Trump supersedes any sort of moral dilemma when it comes to cheating in an election. We've seen that time and time. That's how we got where we are now. Obviously, there was cheating in 2020. But no one thinks Joe Biden is good. Look at the poll numbers. Look at, look at you know Democrats and independent poll numbers specifically on him. No one thinks he's good. No one thinks what's happening in this country is good to include going down the path of communism, but they hate Trump so much that they're willing to let it slide. Think about that. Think about the stuff that we're willing to let slide. We're not going to, we're going to take jobs away and ruin um, our, our energy independence. We're going to put families in horrible economic situations. We're going to leave our border wide ass open, which brings in drugs, violence, all of that. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. But they're willing to take all of that on 
because they don't have to deal with Trump. That's how much they hate someone. That's how vindictive they are. They wanted him out of the White House so bad that they're willing to accept cheating, to accept communism, to do anything just to get him out of office. And they got their wish. He's out of office. Yeah. What what I would love is to see if someone who's in the higher up of like YouTube see their tweet like, oh, how dare Twitter do that and interfere and all stuff. Oh, oh, okay. What happened to that letter that you sent out to us right before the election? Like, unless you're, you know, mainstream media, we're going to not let your videos go out to your viewers so that there's no misinformation. And yet we still have yet to see all that stuff get turned on back again. You know, (laughs) like, uh, yeah. Kelly says, so true, their hatred is bad. They will let our country fail, and it is. Absolutely. It's awful. I, I don't get – I understand people having different opinions. I welcome people having different opinions. I don't get you being so dumb and or so hateful that you will let everything burn. Everything burn down. It's just – it's ridiculous. But <clears throat> I'm anxious to see more of this information come out. I, I applaud – Elon Musk for what he's doing there. Um, and speaking of vile people, he met, Elon did, with Tim Cook from Apple. You know, there's been all this hubbub, all this drama. The left, because they're unwilling unwilling to listen to other sides and other voices, want all conservative silence, and, and they're pissed about that. So they've been pushing for Apple and Google to remove the app from Twitter from the App Store. Well, he met specifically with Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, to talk about that whole process. And after the meeting, Elon came out and said, good conversation. He tweeted out, good conversation, among other things. We resolved the misunderstanding about Twitter potentially being removed from the App Store. Tim, meeting Tim Cook, was clear that Apple never considered doing so. So after all these hissy fits by the left for the last three weeks, demanding that Apple remove Twitter from the App Store, it's not going to happen not going to happen which is great news right that's good let's get that kind of stupid middle school drama shit out of here that's great but what i can't wait to see is is the outcry now over that like what's Alyssa milano going to do now she promised that she was going to leave twitter in protest of course she stayed she didn't go anywhere but she did return her tesla as a protest and you know what she did You've probably seen some conversation about this, but it's pretty funny. She turned in her Tesla because she's so upset and triggered by Elon. And she bought herself a Volkswagen. So let that sink in for a second. She returns a vehicle from a company whose CEO is African-American, very wealthy, is doing some great things around the planet, doing some questionable things too. And then she bought a vehicle from a company that was literally founded by members of the Nazi party. She, great job, Alyssa. You really showed him. Really stuck to your principles there. But I'd love, to, I'd love to know more details about the conversation with Tim and Elon. I don't trust Tim whatsoever. Obviously, most people don't. He's a bad man in the tech world. Another big-time globalist. He, he's a guy. I mean, he just now, he interfered with the Chinese protest over there. He took away their ability, the protesters' ability to airdrop stuff, which is one of the main things that they were doing, one of the main methods they were using. And I get, like, 
I get I get to an extent why some of these people use the Chinese and why they're in bed with the Chinese because of their their cheap labor and all of that stuff. But China's not the only country. Like we could say everything should be made here. I agree, everything should be made here. But the the reality is is it's not going to happen overnight. That's that should be the goal that we work toward. But you don't have to do it all in China either, right? There's other countries in the world. I don't know if they know that, but there are other countries. But <clears throat> it's not going to change. But the good news is that Twitter is not getting taken off the App Store. So Elon doesn't have to build himself a phone and a new App Store. Okay, let's get into this. Some people asked about it point, earlier. Why not? If I was him. Like- <laughs> I mean, right? You've got <laughs> FU money. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Like... Yeah, they said they weren't going to do it, but let's just anyway. Let's just do it anyway, you know, yeah. just to show them who it is. I mean, this is the guy who literally launched a truck into space just because he could. Yeah. Now it's heading towards the sun. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna make a grilled cheese sandwich, but I'm gonna do it in space. What do you want? We'll we'll shoot it up there. It'll come. It's gonna take a minute, <laughs> but it'll come back down. Um, it's a space grilled cheese. It's, I'll take it's, a Reuben. Ooh, I love Reuben. Rubens don't get talked about enough. I'm taking myself offline here. Okay, so let's get to his Neuralink thing real quick, okay? Because it's a big deal. There's been talk about it for years and years. It keeps getting delayed, keeps getting delayed. People flip out about it, as they should, and then it kind of goes quiet, and now it's back. Um, And part of what this thing can do, according to Elon and his team of scientists and, and medical professionals, is people who are paralyzed or blind or dealing with some significant issue, whether from birth or a traumatic life event that happened, it can take and reconnect the nerves that have been damaged. And in, in, in theory, what he thinks could happen is it could, they could regain their sight or regain use of their limbs. And honestly, I didn't, I I don't know how I feel about whether it's going to work or not yet. Uh, and I've got other thoughts on it, so slow your roll on any on any negative thoughts, real quick. But I didn't. I I don't know if I thought it would come true or not. But he announced this week that human trials are starting in six months. And if it were successful, successful, successful. If it were successful, the chips could be used to give your brain access to all the information on the internet, repair any cells or bones in your body by regulating your body's chemistry in a way that can extend your life and possibly, according to some, gain immortality. So it uses Neuralink technology, or the uses of it, rather, are, are pretty, pretty endless, according to them. And according to some, and, and you can see why some people would get excited, there's, there's kind of endless uses for it. If you're paralyzed, you're blind, you're, you're deaf, you're whatever, Obviously, that could be interesting. And look, in that very, very, very limited scope, I'm not totally opposed to it. I'm not totally opposed to it in that very, very limited scope. Because if you know someone who's dealing with that, you would do anything to help. But I'm opposed to it. Because like people are saying, he's trying to play God. I, look, I don't... Disco, do you want to be immortal? No. I, I don't either. Like, I'm, this planet's crazy as shit. Like, I'm ready to get off of it. I want to raise my kids, get them married to the appropriate genders, 
and then and then deuces. I'll no, see you. I'll see you up there. I've, I've, my wife and I have talked about it. It's like I am like I want to be here for my kids and you know as long as I can. But I am up here. I am okay with death. Whenever yeah. it happens, when it comes, it's gonna come. And that's it is. Was I'm not afraid of it. I will welcome it. It's there. But I'm gonna live the best life that I can until then. Yeah, you know, I don't. No. I don't. I don't need to see. Yeah, I don't want to live forever and see the world continue to get awful. Right. <laughs> you know? It can get worse than this. Uh, no, exactly. Well, and here's the problem with it, right? If you just said that's why I said in that limited scope, it's hard to argue against it. But nothing in this world stays within its scope, stays within the appropriate lanes. This this is something that could be used in so many awful ways. And and by the way, it's 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 to, to me, and I know there'd be some who would argue otherwise, but to me, this this is is taking God out of the equation and and trying to play your own God and and rewrite how things work. I'm not down with that. I'm not down with that at all. To me, it's another way where the World Wide Web, the internet, and and nefarious people behind it, governments, whatever can be tied into you and uh, there's just there's so much that can go wrong with it so those few things hey doug's not paralyzed anymore brenda can see again that would be great but it won't stop there right we know we're humans we're broken people we can't stop there so even if elon and i don't look i don't know i don't know enough about elon to say whether i like the guy don't like the guy trust the guy don't trust the guy i don't trust you until i trust you so i guess i don't trust him but I don't know exactly where all of his intentions are, but I can tell you for a fact that it will not stop where it should stop. It will keep going and it will be a disaster. I mean, do we want to be a society where your humans are like melded with artificial intelligence? I don't. No, no. uh, I I, I don't know if all of us have seen this movie, but the movie's out there. Did you see the the G.I. Joe movie that came out like a while ago with Tatum, Channing Tatum? Yeah. Remember how, uh, like, the <laughs> the whole thing was is oh, there's these nanobots going into body to heal people to grow limbs back and all that stuff. But then because it's in the wrong hands, it's to create an army to fight right. against everyone and all that stuff. So here it is again. This may have the best intentions. Now I pray to God that Elon does not get a twisted brain and say, oh, let's do this. But it is still something that can be hackable and be used against the person who created it, and therefore. We're just opening that up to, you know, like, I mean, hey, I, it's great. Awesome. They're healed. And I would love it. I think it would be amazing just to see how it could happen. But then what are they have to live in like Faraday cages so they don't get hacked by, by, you know, like hackers and other governments. You know what I mean? It's it, <laughs> some life you got now. You can walk, but you can't leave your house. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cause that, like that, that's the scare. That's the scary thing. You know, it's like, what happens? What happens if when one of them robs a bank or goes to a place and you know kills someone, whatever? They, oh hey, it wasn't me. It was also in my body. I lost control of my body and it took over. Yeah, where's I, that going to stand in, in 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 the courtroom? Yeah, no, it's it's. I don't like it. I you know I'm not a big fan of change i'm okay with change if it makes sense i just this for me knowing that bad people do bad things and you give them power and technology and they can do worse things 
and for me from a spiritual perspective and just so many other things, it's like, no, I, I no, I'm not doing it, not doing it. And if something bad happens to me, then it's my time. And I'm sorry, that sucks, but I keep, keep the electronics out of me. Like it's, it's just not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. All right, it's, uh, we're running past time, guys. We're running past time. We need to get over to Booze and Banter. We need to pour ourselves a drink is what we need to do. You should do that, too. You should come over. We'll share the link with you right now in all of the various chat rooms. Ray Dietrich, like I said, from Red Voice Media is going to come join us. It's going to be a blast. Tom is back today. We're just going to have a jolly old time over there. So come on, come all, get there over to, uh, oops, we're, we're sharing the wrong thing. We're sharing the, uh, the Twitter feed. Um, <laughs> that's, that's something crazy that we're going to talk about over there that Kanye said uh, last night, apparently on Alex Jones, that even made Alex Jones blush and be uncomfortable. Here is the booze and banter link. Go check out that link. Come on over, see us. For some reason, if you... Uh-huh. Oh, we got meme tastic. Sounds like we? you're wrapping up. This is this is like the third week in a row. I know, I know we I did can't. have last week off. This is the third. You're just like, let's get out of here. Let's, let's go. go. Well, I'm ready. I, I'm I'm ready to get over to booze and banter. Um, a lot of a lot of them stay in the chat every single time. Like, I we can't wait for meme tastic. This is what makes their week. Let's give it. Let's to, do let's it. Let's do meme tastic. I apologize. You know, I mean, you'd think doing this for a living, I would remember what I was doing. But let's <laughs> let's do that's meme tastic. <laughs> That's, That's meme tastic. We should do that one more time. We sure should, and we're going to. Let's finish with that one because I think that one is great. Um, so send whatever else you want. Some some of you guys might have sent these in. Some might be from I don't, I don't remember. We've got a, a lighter load today, but uh, it starts with this one. Yes, yeah, this is something I I feel like I would do to my kids just as a joke. Yeah. Like this would be, you know, here you go. Merry Christmas. She asked grandma for a present from the frozen collection. <laughs> and grandma gave her it's some a... frozen mixed vegetables. <laughs> I mean. That's from Walmart? Yeah, Great Valley. That's Walmart right there. All it's... right. Grandma's not wrong. Grandma's not yeah. wrong. Um, okay. What do we got next? So we got. This is not like a meme. It's more just like a sign. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a sign outside of like it looks like a truck stop or something like that. That just NW you know, safe. Y- yeah, you know where you put the le- for those of you listening to the podcast. You know where you put the letters in. You can change it at stores. They've changed it. Sometimes I just miss the way he said China. <laughs> China. That's great. That's a good one. I like yeah, it. Yeah, that that's <laughs> that's a good one. Uh this is a good one too. This is friends. This one is used all the time, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just to you know, put the Joey, Joey Tribbiani. COVID is over. Scientist revives zombie virus. Yikes! And his eyes, <laughs> his eyes pop up. I love it. That's good. That's good. Do we have one more? Two more? Um, hang on. Let me see. This one made oh. me <laughs> out loud. I just yeah. I, I, don't, I can't tell if this is photoshopped or if this was actual <laughs> actual facts. I think it's photoshopped. It's a hundred percent photoshopped. Uh, yeah, uh, but I love it, that you but you can go along with that in your mind. That's great. Yeah, no, 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 I literally was like, oh, this is perfect. But it, yeah, like there's no way they got the these bags this quick because if he's trying to find his bag, you know, 
Yeah, Sam Britton's face on there, a horrible face um, on on a bunch of luggage, eight pieces of luggage to be specific. Um, so let's finish with this one. I thought this was funny. You know, you know, everyone fact checks all the platforms and it's absolute nonsense all the time. Although now Twitter has been fact checking people, including President Biden and others. Well, they put a fact check and it was adjusted here. So so Elon. Uh, Elon Ilhan Omar put out a tweet. Can we blow that up? Yep, Some, give me a second. But Ilhan Omar, you know, who's, of course, an anti-Semitic, anti-American chick who somehow still has a job in Congress. It blows my mind. But she put out a tweet talking about the marriage, uh, same-sex marriage act that passed the Senate, which is a whole other topic. But she put it out there and said, it's 2022, and finally marriages like mine will be protected by law, smiley face. And then someone put in there below. <laughs> below it readers added (laughs) context they thought people might want to know and the fact check says the respect for marriage act of 2022 does not legalize marriage between brothers and sisters (laughs) well done yeah he wins he wins the internet it's it's over winner winner chicken dinner (laughs) you crushed it that was awesome ilhan you're you're an awful person uh, you're not welcome on booze and banter. The rest of you are. I did paste the link before I forgot meme-tastic. That's where we're going now. We hope you can come. Um, it's going to be fun. Like I said, we got lots of things to do and uh, lots of stories to talk about, including the one that I tweeted over there. So if you can't come for some reason, we hope you have an amazing weekend. Get in that Christmas spirit. Guys, we only have this little bit of time for the holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it might be. Let's enjoy it. I know the world's crazy. It's not fun, but let's enjoy this time. Soak it up with friends and family. We'll see you either over on Booze and Banter or we'll see you next week. Be safe, be smart, be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.